Hey everyone, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. This is Tyler. Hanging out with me is, of course, the pretty boy of comics. What up, what up? JP Jones. Yeah, what up? What up? What up, what up? So, how's your week been going? Busy, crazy, awesome. So. Awesome? What's the awesome part? Just happy. Just yeah. living life. New, uh, married. Yeah, you guys um, planning any honeymoon soon or anything going like that? Going to Disney World in September, but that's my mom's kind of wedding gift to us. So mm-hmm. that's not really a honeymoon because we're not doing it by ourselves. Well, a lot of times parents like help that. kids out with that kind of stuff. Yeah, but they're going with too, so. Oh, <laughs> then no, that's more of a gift. That's not a honeymoon. So it's more of a mini moon? We yeah. have our own room. A mini moon. Well, of course. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Newly married couple. Well, I hope Jesus Hi. won't be there. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be wearing my Mickey Mouse ears. Great week for comic books. Beautiful week for comic uh, books. Uh, there was a lot of great stuff that came out this week. Um, one I wasn't so sure about. Okay, was that? Which one was that? Farmhand, um, yeah. Image put it out. Yeah. Um, is it just kind of a straight up like slice of life com- comic book or? No, just didn't care for it. Um, it's basically about a guy who runs a farm where they grow body parts instead of like food. Oh. Body t- parts are sold as pharmaceuticals, so like it's a organic and cheap way to grow body parts. So like people who need lung transplants and eye transplants and hands and you know, yeah. arms. Oh, I might read that. Did you yeah. didn't like it though? No, didn't care for. Just it. didn't have good writing or. It's just. It's a solid idea. Yeah. And a serious idea. Mm-hmm. But treated with, with just utter comedy and just. Oh. Yeah, didn't like it. Yeah, that would be weird. The I... art style bugs me. The the storyline bugs me. Uh, definitely won't continue with it. Okay. Didn't really care for it. It's a good, you know, it's a unique idea. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I grabbed it. It was a hot book this week for sure, just because people have kind of been, uh, it's been on the radar for a while because Image Plus had it in their their book and uh, some people were like, holy shit, they were super reviewing this book about it and then um, uh, other stuff, you know, just hype it. Yeah. It was it was hyped. Yep. Uh, but yeah, overall, just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. Didn't really care at the end of it. Hmm. Yeah. That's that kind of sucks. I didn't. Yeah, it did. But I that, that, I don't say I I wouldn't say don't read it. I mean, definitely go out there and check it out. Uh, the guy's name is Rob Gilroy. Yeah, uh, I know Rob Gilroy. He was on, uh, he was on uh, Chew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's a very Chew like art book, like. But see, maybe I should buy it because I loved Chew. Didn't grab me. I'm just gonna check it out if you don't mind. While, no, while you're. No, please. See. Uh, I'll talk about something else. So, what did you get? I think I might have gotten something you did. Hey, so. if you don't want this, I'll buy it from you. I mean, I don't want it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can you can definitely buy it from me. That's fine. Uh, cause, I have no problem with it. Because that looks like it's right up my alley. Well, because you Rob, gave me your Asola number one, so I'll just give you my Farmhand number one. Are you sure? Yeah. Because. Because you gave me your Asola number one. True. I love that. You didn't yeah. that. No. And this looks like it's right up my alley because I love Rob Gilroy uh, sure. stuff. So, um, yeah, not I appreciate it. Just a not for me book. Yeah. Um, from last week, Mark uh, Wagner, our guest, he recommended The Quantum Age. Um, if you are reading um, Black Hammer um, from Jeff Lemire as well, definitely pick up this side story. Um, I totally agree with Mark. 
uh, it's awesome. But if you're not reading Black Hammer, it's, well, it does, but at the well, same time, it's just, yeah, you're just kind of like, okay, that's a unique sci-fi future story because it takes place, you know, well into the future. Yeah. So I liked it, but we don't have to jump into it. It was a last week book. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, there was a strong uh, book, strong week of books this week. I think I'm going to start off with that Mystery Science Theater 3000 Ashcan. Yeah. It was supposed to be given away for free uh, at comic shops, but did I did pick it up for five bucks. Um, they are going for like 10, 15 bucks online. So if you can get it for free, awesome. If you can pay for it, I wouldn't pay more than 10. Uh, I heard they're going to give these away pretty much by the truckload down at San Diego Comic Con is what they were meant for. Uh-huh. What, um, um, what, hmm. So this is going to be an ongoing series, you think? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be an ongoing series or if it's going to be a mini-series of, like, four. Okay. Um, I would assume it would only last for, like, four issues and maybe, like, a volume two. Hey, I think it's hilarious. It I, was funny, man. It, it was, was really shit. funny. Um, it really did what it's supposed to do as an ash can. Yeah. Give you half the story, stop, and, like, make you want to read the rest. I definitely want to read the rest of it. Yeah. Like, I'm super excited because they said in September That's when it was going to launch. Okay. Uh, but it's from Dark Horse. And the humor was great. The art was fabulous. It captured Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yep. And I liked how instead of making fun of a movie, they're making fun of comics. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like we're going to take down the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. Instead of putting the guys in a bad movie, they put the guys in a bad comic. And it was cute funny and quirky just like the show is i loved so. the, yeah i loved it in the later, right yeah, the, in it the bubulator and all the bubulator yeah so yeah. if uh you haven't read this ash can what it is the story is is that someone created a machine called the bubulator mm-hmm. that would put you inside a comic book and so they feed the comic into the machine and you get in the little booth and these bubbles come up and you are in a reality of in the comic book so uh, the funny part about this comic book is he realized that this comic of friendly little uh, anapomorphic animals, uh, if he was actually in there with them, he realized it wasn't as cool as he thought. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was not so innocent and fun. Right. Um, I thought that was a great idea. I think this but is, you know. It's, it's so mystery science, you know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's, that's what it is. So well, he did a great job. This would be a great thing for an ongoing because Mystery Science Theater, honestly, is an anthology of, yeah. you know, silly movies and so satire and yeah this it works so well i was worried it wasn't going to translate in the comic but with the way they're tackling it and the way they're doing it it's so mystery science it's great yeah and it's and it's great because you can have a mystery of the month kind of thing yep. um i kind of miss uh house of mystery by on vertigo oh sure did I you ever that. read that yep. it was related to sandman um but a little bit but but it was where travelers would show up at the house of mystery and and to stay they had to tell a story you know, so or cool. or to get out, they one of the two. One of the two, I, I can't remember. Um, but I really liked that a lot, and so yeah, uh, I agree with John. If you can pick up Mystery Science Theater three thousand Ashcan for less than ten, go for it. Yeah, it's a great. I think it'll be a really cool collector's item. And yeah. I think it'll just like the show has a cult following. This book will have a cult following as well. Yeah. Uh, it was a surprise to me. I didn't even know it was going to come out. I yeah. You, I, heard, I heard nothing about it. So. Well, yeah, me either. You. Uh, you uh, put one aside for me, and so I bought mine just as we were going to start recording, and it's awesome. It was great, and I'm happy to own it and uh, have it because it's cool. So it'll be a great piece in my collection. Yeah, awesome. for sure. It's a great talk piece. Yeah. So. If the series really takes off, it'll be really worth keeping this ash can. I love the show. I, th- I think Netflix did a great job. And this is, I mean, this was the reason that Netflix wanted to buy Mark Millar's um, 
publishing company. Okay. You know, Millar World, because they wanted to start getting in. We thought it was the other way around. He wanted to get in Netflix, yeah. Well, no, we, I just thought it was they were going to translate his works into Netflix shows, but now it seems like they want to take ideas and start them in comics first and maybe make shows later. It's, it's cool. Like, they wanted to get into making books. Yeah. So do you think Netflix has a partnership with Dark Horse? Um, I think... That would be kind of cool. I you think know. maybe Millar might have a... Mark Millar yeah. might have a, some sort of in or partnership. Okay. So I think that's the in. Because mm. I don't think Netflix... They don't know. They, you know I, mean? I think it'd be sweet if Netflix had a comic book arm they're of their company. A, they're gonna do a Stranger Things comic in October. That's, that's awesome. Gonna be, that's gonna be like kind of a game changer, really. Where it's a streaming. I mean, you you've seen we've all seen Netflix change over the last fifteen years from yeah. an online um, rental service really to rent um, basically blockbuster through the mail. Yep, and then and to what they are today as one of the leading television programming providers. They are the leading. They, yeah. they have beaten out viewership in terms of, like I read a study on it, they beat, they have a number one for viewership over YouTube, basic cable, Hulu, yeah. Amazon Prime, everything. They're going to spend $13 billion on content this year. That's awesome. $13 billion uh, on, for on, For their own creator? For making content. Okay, they're going to make it. Okay, see that? Do you think they're going to get away completely from streaming um, movies and stuff that is not Netflix original? I think at some point they will. Because, yeah. And at some point, that's the way that it should be because the content they're creating is amazing. Yeah. And the mo- original movies are awesome. Yep. The original shows are great. And there's going to be some passable ones, yep. you know, like uh, Bright with Will Smith Didn't see and um, Joel Edgerton. It was it was fairly good, yeah. But I think it would have worked better as a TV show, yeah. An original, but you can't you can't nab Will Smith for TV money, right? You can't get him for a thirteen hour epic, yeah. You can only get him for a two hour film because you got to pay him a lot of money, yeah. So I understand why they did the way they did it, but that right TV show or uh, movie would have set up great as yep. a as a Netflix original TV show, yeah. Rather than a movie, so hopefully we'll see more from that because I'd love to see a TV show based on that. And uh, this was a Hulu original, but it was based on Stephen King's book, 11, yeah, 22, 63. No, oh. Castle Rock. I got to see that, too. Because that, uh, that was, I haven't seen it yet, but that's the um, place that Stand By Me took place. Right. It's all connected. Yeah. 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 yeah Stephen King's stuff is all a universe kind of right. thing. But 11, 22, 63 was about the Kennedy assassination. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And With, uh, James Franco. Yes. And they did it as a miniseries. And it just didn't capture everything from the book that I thought it should. So I think it would have worked better as, you know, a two-season run. Sure. You know, and then they're going to tell the whole story in that. Because as a miniseries of eight episodes, it whatever, well, eight I or think, nine, it didn't really capture everything. Well, I think that's the problem with trying to do those is if you get some high-profile actors, it becomes a money issue and it becomes a time issue. Because how long can you, how long can you tie down those... A-listers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? How long can you tie down Will Smith? You Not very long. You can't. No. Dude, dude gets movie scripts every other day. You yeah. Know what I mean? And he's a busy guy. Yeah. He doesn't want to sit there and work on two seasons of a TV show. He's way done with that. You know? Yeah. Way done. Well, yeah, he's done his own. He knows what TV takes, you know, from the shows he has been in. I mean, Fresh Prince, uh, that really gave him his start. Yeah. And then if you, if you watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, over time, he actually became producer yep. he became showrunner yep. he became he became that show the show became his at the end of it so yep. really 
that show did not only put him on the map as a star, but that show put him on the map in terms of production, in terms of the executive producing. Yep. Uh, it really opened up a whole window of opportunity for him, and uh, he saw the backside of what making these things did, and he already did. He doesn't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. So now he just takes it for fun. Yeah, I'm sure. Enough about Will Smith. <laughs> oh, Will. Uh, I, I read Rat Queens. Yeah, I gave um, it a quick peruse. I, I didn't read the whole thing, but uh, I, I so just a month ago, I was complaining that Rat Queens was just um, getting, getting too it was getting too complicated and too convoluted. But now we've seen the payoff. I'm, that's what I realized as I kind of skimmed through this and realized what this was. It, this is the payoff. Yeah. Of that that heavy story. I'm just not sure why we needed that heavy story though. I think I kind like I remember when we were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely like leaning that way. Yeah. But then after reading this, I'm like, you know what? I do give a fuck about these characters. Yeah. I like these people. Like, yep. I've grown up with, you know, not grown up with them, but I've... You've grown with them. Yeah, I've been there since volume one, yep. issue one. Yep. When issue one came out, I bought that shit off the shelf. Like, yeah. So, yeah, like, when I got to the end of this, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is good. Yeah. Uh, I understand why we were angry at that time, but I now I get why they've done this, because they wanted to have these characters mean something, and now they do. Yeah, so. they're, they were giving them some... They were giving us, the reader, a reason to care about them because they were showing, what if he was gone? What if she was gone? And how do you feel about this? You know, no, at all. And so, um, the Betty, the smidgen, smidgen, smidgen. I love her backstory where she was telling this story how she um, helped uh, basically rob a stagecoach for her. Um, for another guy, and it turned out he was the bad guy, so she was really ashamed of what she's been doing. Um, and she just felt like she she wouldn't need people in her life, and this was all teaching her that she does. Yeah. Her greatest regret is that meat pie. You know, they brought that up again. Remember yeah. When that issue came out, that meat pie F issue, we were yeah. both like, that's it's hilarious. Dying. I love the recall back to that because that was such a silly thing. Well, and there's the there's the funny that we we've been missing. Yeah. But it's callbacks to the other issues, you know. And and uh, I really like, you know, we did dog on the maturity, but I yep. think this is the payoff from that mature story that they've been doing. Yeah. It's so funny we're dogging on the maturity of it. Yeah, you know were. what I mean? Because it was like, just that we want. No, we want silly, uh, you know, adventuring weirdos. You know. But like I said, now we've seen the overall payoff of why they did this thing. Yeah. And it turns out we care about these characters more than we thought. So you think Hannah from this other reality is going to come back? Because the Hannah they got now, you know, the one that, that yeah, yeah. is supposed to be there, you know, she's all happy and she loves it there, but I... I don't know. I think it's a cool villain setup. Yeah. You know, and uh, it could it could easily set up a nice another storyline if they ever want to call back to it. Yep. Because I think after this, we'll get back to our regular Rat Queens and kind of where we were mm-hmm. and with the adventuring. And then if they ever want to liven it up, you just bring that other Hannah in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, it's a great setup. It's a great character and a great set piece to store until later. Yeah. So. I feel really bad for Hannah. Not Hannah. Um, who is the... Um, She's the dwarf with red hair, um, orange hair. I can't think of her name, but it eludes me now. Um, you know, she's with her brother there. Like an R. Um, Rose or she feels, you know, guilty for not having um, made things better with her dad before she took off. Yeah. And I like this because that was her biggest regret. Mm-hmm. So this is wrapping that up, letting her vent, not vent, but um, have closure uh, to her dad. Um, yeah. I really like this whole issue. Yeah, it just, 
it gave the characters a lot more uh, deep personalities than uh, they used to. They used to have. They used to be pretty face value. Yeah. And now they have histories, and now they have legacies. You yeah. Know? I'm really interested to see at the very last word bubble, uh, Betty says, I want to tell you about the Hannah we left behind. Uh, so I'm interested to see how this Hannah reacts to hearing this story. Yeah, you it'd know. be interesting. She'd so, be like, what the? Uh, it just, yeah, it's cool that, you know, we had that moment of hate and now we have this moment of love. And I think you and I just, we've come to the realiz- realization that we love Rat Queens a lot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, even, um, I, I miss Orc Dave. I mean, he's here. Yeah. He's in the, um, we, at this little funeral or memorial for her dad. Um, Orc Dave is there with her. And just the backside of him you know it's not even he has no lines he has nothing yep. but at least he's there yeah i really liked that um, side issue that he was in you yeah, know that was a fun one yep. and the next one after this will actually be a side issue too and it takes the rat queens to like a cyberpunk universe oh really it'll just be a one shot that's cool but i'm down like, oh for cool. sure so so it'll be a fun little side adventure yeah in a, a complete one shot i have volume one uh in trade paperback uh-huh. but you know i'm always looking for something new to like as my long-term hunting for issue kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm going to see if I can't track down some of those issues. Uh, number one is going to cost you like 15, 20 bucks. Oh, that's it? Yeah, I bad. thought it would be like 100. No, the, the show didn't, or the, the comic didn't gain a whole lot of steam. There was like rumors of an animated show. Mm-hmm. But then they just kind of filtered off or, you know, just didn't get much steam. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens later. But yeah, I mean, 20 15, 20. Cool. If you can get, I think there's there's a certain printing, though, that is a, a higher one, like 50, 60. Yeah. It's like a con exclusive Fiona Staples cover or something. Hmm. So, but yeah, Rat Queens, number 10. Awesome. Volume 2, number Volume 10. Two, number 10. Um, so, okay, this is in the Marvel Universe, but man, it's pissing me off uh, that they are renumbering again. Yeah, but I, I have a love-hate with it. Um, because Amazing Spider-Man was at 801. Right. They didn't stop at 800. They didn't stop at... They stopped at 801 so Dan Slott could finish up his story. Yeah. And it's like, why do we have to start over because it's a new creative team? I, I don't know, man. I, I feel I feel for Marvel, though, because, I mean, would you as a Spider-Man reader want the new creative team to step in and write 15 junk issues just to... Fill, just to finalize a story and set up their own shit or do you want them to hit the ground running and start their own great storyline um well, do, do you want to buy 10 to 15 junk issues no it just feels nobody i know it just feels like such an abrupt ending where you know like you said yeah they it didn't really fi- you know finish it up before number one just seems to be like yeah yes all of the backstory is canon but it just feels so you know um, segmented. Yeah, I don't know. And Disjointed. some of that bugs me sometimes, the continuity of things. Sure. Um, I get it. You know, like I said, I have a love-hate with it. Hate the fact that that's a, a, a norm in the industry now is rebooting and restarts. Yeah. But I, I applaud Marvel for trying to give these new creative groups a chance. Yeah. Because... Well, Ryan Otley's doing Amazing Spider-Man, so just that alone would be awesome. I mean, yeah. his Walking Dead fame. But I, yeah, I just I really like that Marvel's just like, okay, we get it. We lost a lot of creative teams, and rather than waste time, production, money, and issues 
on wrapping up shit that is no longer relevant yeah. and no one cares about because all those creative members are gone. Yeah. Let's give our new creative teams the power to start their own well, stuff. Here's the thing. Their own stories. They bring Carnage back. Hit the ground they, running. They bring Carnage symbiote back and they pair it with Green Goblin and they had this whole villain set up and yeah. then had his defeat and then it and then that's it. I'm just like are you kidding me? You're setting up this huge new villain that's really, a, you know, an amalgamation of two awesome villains. And let's roll the let's roll the clock back to like one of our past episodes. Okay. I warned everybody about that. Yeah, I know. I said it that this Red Goblin character won't last, and it's all it's all hot right now. Yep, four issues maybe. But I think that's all it was that he was in. I warned everybody that this fresh start was going to be there. They don't care. Mm-hmm. It's not any of their characters, like this new creative team. Why would they want to use it? Yeah. They don't. they don't care. Well, you know, it's not creator-owned, so they might. No. I mean, and who knows? He might come back later. But, I mean, I hit the nail on the head on that one. I think once they put the Red Goblin to bed, I don't think he's going to get touched ever again. You don't think so? Nope. Why? I, yeah, I, I, don't think Why? It, I don't think it had the... Um, I don't think it had the footing under it that it needed. Um, and then it plus... Would have if they, it would have if Marvel hadn't had this kind of... It wasn't a mass walkout, you know what I mean? It, there was no, like... No, it just so happened that different teams were moving on. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't any problem within Marvel. No, no, no. It's just people went where the money was. People yeah. Went to, people went to independent. People went to movies. People went to TV. People went to DC. Yeah. Like, it just... It was a divulging of talent yeah i mean um that guy who created um ultimate spider-man who eventually just became spider-man miles morales yeah bendis he moved to dc just recently um it's all a money move you know yeah people, people go where the money goes i don't blame anybody for that yeah you know oh well but, um but yeah i mean i had i had that one pegged from the beginning i, I knew this shit was you bad, did but. now that you say that i'm like oh yeah chalkboard baby go on on it God damn it, JP. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Oh, Bobby, man. what did I tell you? Whacking it in my tool shed. <laughs> uh, Red Goblin is bullshit. <laughs> he is bullshit. And I told everybody, even... Uh, no one st- gives a shit about Norman Osborn. <laughs> even in our store, you know, uh, our store show, <clears throat> everybody about that, warned everybody about that. And, yeah. You know, I, I, I prefaced it with, maybe I'll be wrong, but I think I'm going to be right. Yeah. So guess what? I'm right, motherfuckers. Hey, I'm down. I, you know, that first appearance of him though might stay up there in value for a little longer. I got, I, I got rid of mine right away. Did you? Yeah. What'd you get rid of it for? Like Twenty bucks. Huh. I wonder if it's still at that high. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I missed the boat. I washed my hands of that quick. Yeah. I was like, I bought it. I read it. Didn't care for it. I'm like, I. I've loved Amazing Spider-Man for years. So. Yeah. Um, you should just keep it. I'm gonna start with this number one. And I'm going to go the first five issues. I feel like that's a good chunk to let them yeah. get started. And if it's nothing, I think I'm going to drop off. I'm just. I, I think Marvel's doing a great job with this new relaunch. Good. I might. Hulk was amazing. I do want to pick up Hulk and Punisher. Hulk was amazing. Was it? Um, yeah. Did it sell out? Oh, yeah. But there, he's back to like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of character. I yeah, you were telling me that. Yep. Comes around he just can't just, control it. Mm-hmm. And then the Hulk is cognitive. Yeah. Of who he is. And oh, yeah. But yeah, he's just, he has, he's stuck inside kind of thing. Yeah. But the Hulk, when he is the Hulk, like the Hulk is its own character who actually elicits speech and is oh. intelligent. Okay. So it's really cool because yeah. he, like, he'll have, like, a criminal yeah. like, in his hands and he's like, don't lie to me. 
because I can smell a lie. But is Bruce Banner there at all? I mean, like, no. while he's the Hulk? I mean, no, so it's just, it's, the Hulk has Banner smarts now, which is awesome. Yeah, okay. Because so, he, he's now just no longer, like, this bungling, like, Hulk mad! Yeah, ah! yeah. He's, like, intelligent. And uh, can speak and form sentences. And I'm looking forward to uh, really finding cool. one. Yeah, really cool. I'm sorry. I'm kind of bad. I missed it or mad. I missed it because yeah. I was. I'm bad about seeing you know that kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, Punisher. I'm looking forward to that one coming yeah, out next month. Yeah, you know it's Marvel's old, old. Uh, I stopped reading Punisher the last volume because the um, art was terrible. Yeah, it was so bad I couldn't read it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know the the figure drawing in it of some of the people, it was just like, how in the world, where did you go to school? If you didn't go to school, why did they let you in with this kind of portfolio? I don't even think it's, I don't think it's any, anything or any artist's fault. I think that's Marvel's just time constraint of like rushing, get this shit done. Yeah. Cause if you don't, you don't get paid. Yeah. And you know, we, you, we, uh, we talked to Prentice Rollins. Yep. Uh, and he said the, oh, the whole, by the way, is it, do you guys have, uh, did you get his book in? Uh, uh, it's out. Yeah, um, I think uh, um, we didn't have any orders for it, so. Uh, I gotta find one because I want to read it and talk. To, um, the furnace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to read it and get him back on here. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because um, it's picking up steam a lot. I'm seeing it on a lot of websites. Uh, a lot of comic book. He's a brilliant guy. Yeah. But I mean, uh, we talked to him about the process, and the process is terrible now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to shell money out of your own pocket to ship shit for a company that like should be paid for that is true that it's that that was bullshit that's fucked up yeah to get to in for printing you gotta yeah, pay for it that's fucked up yeah so I think it's just that you know yeah could be but yeah uh, I think uh, this whole Marvel we'll, we'll move past this now because we gotta talk about, talk more about our books but uh, this whole Marvel Crush Star thing is off to a really great start and um, I think there's a lot of potential especially Fantastic Four returning, uh, Captain America. We talked about that last week, and that yeah. was, that's been really good. Iron Man was meh. I mean, I don't really care about Iron Man comics. I love the characters. So I, I character I've been seeing the Fantastic Four versus the Hulk. Fantastic Four versus. Is there going to be an ongoing Fantastic Four? Yeah, next month they re, they return. Okay. I think with Reed Richards and Sue Storm and everybody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are they doing? The thing, are they doing a retcon or are they just doing like uh, picking up like this where everyone's lives are? Retcon, they're just. They're gonna figure out where Reed and Sue have been. Okay. And I'm assuming it's just gonna be part of some uh, science secret, some secret well, project, secret wars thing. Yeah. They did a secret wars too. Yep. Uh, where kind of fractured realities. So yeah. I'm sure Reed and Sue were just stuck in some fractured reality. And they'll, yeah. They'll they'll Marvel explain it away. Is that <laughs> is that where? Okay. How did the last volume of Fantastic Four? How did that end? Do you uh, know? Reed basically like Reed Richards. They just ended the team, right? Uh, he basically like fractured reality and reset everything with infinity stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's why there was like a whole new thing. Yeah, cause yeah, Johnny Storm's been in Spider-Man comics, and I don't know. He said it was like some sort of kind of martyr thing. You know, he sacrificed himself, and you know. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It was a whole. It was a whole thing about a thing, man. I just was out of that loop for a while, I guess. Yeah. Um, you wanted to get a quick spot on Ruin World? I don't. Ruin World. I didn't get a chance to read it. Uh, Derek Lofman. Uh, wrote uh, Ruin World. Uh, it's on Kaboom. Kaboom! This is going to be a <clears throat> short uh, uh, five-issue mini. Um, issue number one starts off where they are going to raid a tower. Um, this pig character and this fox character. 
Yeah, he's like a red panda or a fox or something. I think he's a fox. Or like a cat. He's, he's, a, he's a feline type of looking character. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> they're supposed to be trading, raiding every other every other time. They're supposed to trade off who has to go in. And the Rex is the fox, and, and Rex has gone into the last three because the pig character, um, i got to find his name here, but he's been going in literally um, not at all. Pogo is his name, Pogo the pig, and he will, will not go in. So anyway, he gets forced to go into the temple and be the one to raid it. So a lot of comedy in this book, a lot of, um, um, you know, poking fun at itself kind of shtick um, where the pig, you know, being an adventurer, he'll go running into this place. He sees a skull and barfs. I mean, so it's <laughs> yeah. like too much for him. Uh, this has, you know, back in the old uh, Disney afternoon days where DuckTales, to me this has the color and feel to like DuckTales or Darkwing Duck or something like Tailspin. that. Tailspin. Yeah, any of those that were in that world. Action adventure, but made for kids, but adults could enjoy it too. Yeah, but this is um, actually a little bit more adultish. A little bit. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't cross that line where you say kids should not read this. Nah, this is an all-ages book, I would say. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the pig accidentally releases a um, Cthulhu-type thing, which comes up from the ground, and Rex has to make it okay, and... Um, you know, that's about all that happened. Um, so it set up a nice um, background for uh, these two. It's kind of a Rat Queen type, you know, adventuring book adventuring for these two. A, yeah, a D&D book, but uh, presented in a way that is an all-ages thing. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep reading it for sure. Yeah, Ruin World looks really great. I think it'll spawn, uh, has a huge potential to spawn a lot of stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, if you if you can check it out or can grab it, it's not rare. It's not hard to find. Yeah. Uh, people, you can buy it cover price uh, on eBay or at your local uh, comic book shop. Yep. Um, it's it's going to be available. Uh, there's no like hotness on this book right now. Which no. I think there will be because um, it was just so fun. I really loved it. It should be. It should have some hotness idea. to it. Excuse me, because I haven't read it yet. Yeah. It's just a fun, you know, adventuring book of these, you know, talking animals. Yeah. And, you know, one of them's an idiot and he can't do things right. And he released this holy terror. And then uh, along the way, they meet another scavenger type character who rips him off in the middle of the night. Of course. And so that's where this issue ended. They're going to go after that guy. It's got all the makings for a great book. And yeah. A great world. And I'm really excited about it. It's called Ruin World. Uh, all one word, if you are searching for it. Yeah. It is all one word. There's no space between the word ruin and the, and the word world. Um, you didn't read this one either because you were kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, she Could Fly? I read it. You did? Just didn't buy it. Didn't, did it, it didn't hit you? Um, we'll just talk quick about it. Uh, you know. It's a, it's a short one. It's going to be one of four. Too fractured for me. Yeah. Almost like, like I understand like it's uh, capturing the horrors and the, men the mental disabilities that yeah. come along with uh, having OCD. Yeah. But I thought that was a labor for the, like it was labor intensive for me to read it as a, as a, a reader. To jump, because, you know, she has so she has flashes of... Insane thing. Yeah, where... Not calling people who have OCD insane. I don't know if this is OCD. To me, this is much more um, like having a psychotic break because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, she'll be in a certain situation and in the next panel um we're seeing what she probably feels in her head yeah 
and it's just this horror movie-esque disturbing scenes and then it'll jump right back to reality and then unreality and then reality and so that part jumping back and forth bothered you i think so you know like i just couldn't get myself to be like this book is awesome yeah it was just like disturbing book Quick synopsis. Cool book. But, uh, she really wants to fly like this. People they've been seeing on the news. There's this woman that woman that woman that's been, that, seeing, woman that's flying. been seeing flying, and then she just exploded. Um, and that's what bugs me too. Is like, yeah, the flying lady just exploded on the. They were filming her on the news, and then gone. Yeah, and I, I guess like I don't know. Like there's like, for me, I think there was like two or three like side storylines, and I'm like, no. Like, you know what I mean? We got the guy in the hooker. Yeah. And then, like, he's also, like, a government agent who's yep. working on some technology. And that yep. was the flying lady. She has this tech. Yep. And then, like, the Chinese government wants it. Yep. And I'm like, if that's the story you want to tell, just tell that story. Like, why are we dealing with this girl who has these psychotic breaks? Like, I felt like the story of the flying machine and the whole, like, subversive subter- subterfuge yeah. uh, clandestine ops with this guy and like how he invented this tech that was way more interesting than what's going on with this girl in the psychotic place yeah i just felt like there was no two two separate stories completely definitely and i I, and i can't i can't wait to see how they are related more than what we've seen in this book because i think that girl probably has been a subject uh like a test subject somewhere along the lines sure man uh I'm not hating. I just I, I'm not gonna read it. So like I'm not gonna continue it. But it was it was really weird. Um, my my question on it is is the publication. Okay, so it's got the Dark Horse logo, uh-huh. but it doesn't say Dark Horse. It says Burger Books. Uh, uh, Karen Burger is the. They brought they brought this back. Okay. Like it used to be a thing. Yeah. And she was a really big prolific figure in the indie comic. Vertigo, world. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's and what I thought. She like. She's the reason Preacher was the way it was, is because when they were writing it, yeah, uh, the writer said that uh, Ennis, he said he handed her like ten different scripts, and every time he handed her a script, she would go, "You can do better, you can do better, you can do better." So the reason Preacher is so is as revered as it is, and how legendary it is of a comic, yeah, was because of Karen Berger. Yep. So. They're bringing her back in terms of like a tagline and, and a. It's almost like a, a dark horse vertigo section. Yeah. That's what the. That's kind of what this this uh, branding is. Okay, so it's going to be darker, deeper. Yeah. Or um, more well written. I mean. Uh, more adult books, just more mature. You know sure. uh, that incognito book. Yep, that was her. That was. That's right, because it it did have that kind of old school fifties logo, yeah. and I was like, that's it, and it was prominent on the cover. And it was a book. That's tackling racism, and it may not really be meant for younger audiences. How was it? Because you said you were going to keep going. Have you read more than that issue? I'll find it. Oh. Yeah, I think a lot of comic shops just kind of it kind of just. I mean, honestly. It was a murder mystery. Well, that, and also with where we are in terms of. A lot of racism out there today. I'm not saying we have a racist community. Like, don't get me wrong, Jesus. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm just saying a book like that won't sell in the Midwest America, it's not something that people are going to seek out 
you know, and be like, ooh, incognito, I need nope. to read that. You nope. know what I mean? No. Nope. It's just not a big high seller it, book. It's going to be a niche, yeah. you know, group like, of people. I want to read it yeah. like five other guys. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I want to read it in trade because yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I, I think do. will read better in trade. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. It's not a it's not a sale book. It's it's a special order book. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at. It's yeah. A special order book. Yeah. Um, so. It would have been better off if they just wrote it as a graphic novel. Yeah. Um, in today's world, you, you want to make your money twice. Yeah. So. Uh, also, the, this week, Devil's Side or Devil's Do Comics put out one called Little Girl. I wanted to get it. Yeah. Sold out. Yeah. Little Girl is basically a haunting story. It just um, we didn't get too far into uh, it, the issue. Doesn't get too far into where this haunted girl comes from. You know, we see a little bit. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm totally digging it. Um, well, and Devil's Due is a very small publisher. Yep. And they put out these horror esque books, and um, yeah, I mean they haven't put out anything atrocious or bad or anything. So, um, they do let writers, writers and artists, kind of have a little bit of freedom. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of guidelines to go for. Yep. And uh, this just kind of seems to follow suit with what they've released before. Yeah. Um, so we get a little backstory of uh, a man and a woman drowning a girl in a bathtub. Fucked up. Yeah, so I, that's where the, the ghost of this haunting comes from. Um, yeah, it just follows the life of this uh, lady who is cheating on her husband. Um, she keeps, she's got a guy on the side that she communicates to through texting. Uh, his name's Rock. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's all we know because we just see his name on her phone. Uh, you know, it's an iPhone-looking smartphone. And it says Rock, uh, and yeah, it's his name. She's cheating on her husband with fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No, it's just Rock. <laughs> when I worked at a coffee house in, when I was in college, way back when, uh, we had a new guy get hired, and I don't remember his real name, but seriously, he would say, oh, everyone calls me Rock. And people started doing it in, at, at our work. Not, not out of... Uh, not not uh, to be funny or anything. They just, they're like, okay, we'll call you Rock. And I'm the only yeah, one going, rock. this is fucking dumb. <laughs> He's not Rock. I'm not calling this guy Rock. This is bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to call you Pillow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. And then did I tell you the story about the uh, um, Vin Diesel sleeping bag? No, but I bet you're going to. Do you want to hear it? It's no, funny. No, it was at the same same great. coffee house I worked I at. I want a Vin Diesel sleeping bag. Okay, well. It has his face on it? You, you wait. Okay. Okay. So the guy that I was working with, Carl, he was telling me he uh, loves Vin Diesel. Favorite action star. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. And I, mean, I like him. But this was, okay, this, let I me, mean, this was like 2003. Oh, Riddick was big then. Yep. So. Yep. And it was like 2003. And um, probably the fa- first Fast and Furious came out. Sure. Maybe the second. But um, anyway, Carl was going on and on and on about it. And I said, I said, are you serious? I mean, you, you really think he's a top notch actor and he's like yeah man i said okay and he goes i even have a vin diesel sleeping bag and i said no you don't and he goes yeah it's out my car i said bullshit it's out my car anyway i'm expecting a children's sleeping bag i don't i don't know what but you know how you can get sleeping bags with characters on them yeah okay so he's coming back he's coming back into the cafe with a rolled up sleeping bag it's white uh, and it's not like a nylon one. It's like um, a cotton. Cl- it was a cloth material. Yeah. The sleeping bag. And he unrolls it, 
and it is a hand screen printed picture of of uh, Vin Diesel. He unrolled it on the floor for us to see it. He screen printed Vin Diesel on a white sleeping bag oh my so God. he could sleep with Vin. That's weird. Fucking weird. Thank That's you. Weird. That is just strange. I was, story, I was trying to find one. Nope. The dude had a... That, that he, weird, man. He made it. That's yep. weird. Uh-huh. I mean, I get it. Like, I like Vin Diesel. I think he's a, a great action star. Um, he's a, you know, I think he's a... A good personality. I like seeing him when he's on yeah. different talk shows and stuff because he's well, I, 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 he's I'm, a good speak. He speaks well and he does, and he's also um, a lot smarter than people give him credit for, and a lot more involved. In well, the he loses credibility because his previous career as a professional wrestler and you know known as The Rock. You know, people think, okay, that's just silly. Just like Hulk Hogan will never be taken seriously in anything he does. We're talking Vin Diesel. We're talking Dwayne the Rock John. Oh, now we're, yeah, we're going back to, I'm sorry. That's me. I, uh, cause we were just talking about the rock beforehand. Okay. You know what so I mean? He right did before. not have Vin Diesel on it. He's, he had the rock on a sleeping bag. No, he had Vin Diesel, but okay. I, but, but in our conversation, I oh, molded yeah, yeah, the yeah, two yeah, together. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Okay. okay. So roll, rolling back. Okay. Vin right. Diesel sleeping bag. Yes. Rolling back. Yeah. And he thinks, he thinks that Vin Diesel is good. I still think that Vin Diesel is a, a good action star. And now we pick up where we would like to. Yeah. Uh, We're not talking about The Rock. No. I said The Rock just a minute ago because yes. it jumped into my brain from before. Yeah. But I'm referring to <laughs> I got you. Vin Diesel. I, uh, he actually, do you know how he got his uh, start in the industry? No. Yeah, you remember a little TV show and toy line called Street Sharks? Yeah. Vin Diesel. Really? That's funny. That's his, that was his idea. There's that, uh, videos on YouTube of him... Hawking the idea, of we ha- selling it we on, ha- a, on a like a promo, like this is Thrasher, like and he's got hair. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yeah. They were kind of were they puppets? Uh, you put your hand in them. They were. Yeah, there was those ones, and then like the hand ones. And yeah, there was actual action figures, and it was uh, yes, they were a TV show. Yeah, I think the season, but they're impossible to find now. Like if you find Street Sharks in the box, like people pay top dollar for that shit. Um, I, part of the 90s culture. I know we had some, you know, because, uh, but I don't, I have no clue what happened to them. I don't either. I, I wish I still had them, but yeah, we, we loved Street Sharks when we were kids. But that, yeah, that was Vin Diesel's brainchild. And he broke into the toy scene, made a bunch of money, sold the, and then made a TV show. That's awesome. So, yeah. And then he's a huge video game guy. Uh, he made a bunch, he made a couple of video games, but, uh, they were kind of met with a yawn. Yeah. You know, uh, can't remember what it was called. I think it was like called like the driver or something. No, no, driver is a different game. Something, but it was an action game. Yeah. And he was, you know, big involved in it. But he loves video games. So I would just like to put this out there for our listeners. Yeah. I do know that Vin Diesel and The Rock are two different people. Uh, it's just my brain was going, putting it all. I don't know because we had just talked about The Rock. Was, I also think that Riddick is a great yeah that deserves much more love they've unfortunately they've tried already you know it's kind of like a three strikes you're out kind of thing they've tried three times already you know they tried yeah. it in pitch black tried it with chronicles of riddick they tried a reboot oh i didn't know there was a reboot it was, well it wasn't a reboot it was just called riddick and it was another just still him still yeah, with yeah, him absolutely it was just a it was just an action movie it was basically just pitch black without all the other bullshit characters 
Because people were like, was it good? So, yeah, if you like that character, yeah. which I think is awesome. He's yeah, he's a great cool. character, an awesome character. Yeah. It's a badass movie, but yeah. you're not watching it to gain smarts. You're watching it as a mindless action flick. Yeah. yeah. If you go into it with that. Yeah. If you're if you're there to watch the movie about, fuck shit up, yeah. awesome. Two thumbs up. Yeah. If you're there to expand your your mental uh, Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a thinking man's movie. <laughs> no, you ain't going to do that. Uh, it's a popcorn flick. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, the Riddick character had some great video games, too. Escape from Butcher Bay was awesome. And uh, the Riddick video game where he was on, like, a space colony prison was awesome. And uh, there was a great multiplayer mode mm-hmm. where one player played as Riddick and the other player plays, the other players played as Marines. Uh-huh. And, and they, they went into, like, the dark. And it, like, all they had was, like, a flashlight on the front of their gun. Yeah. Like, that was fucking cool, dude. Nice. You could, like, say shit to people, like, just gank them. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. It's fucking awesome. That, that was one of the most fun I've ever had with an online game that lasted like a month because that went off all the servers got shut down. <laughs> Man, that was fucking fun. God, it was awesome. Well, um, uh, I do have extra batteries here. Oh, shit. So, but if this goes dead, yeah, uh, I'll fire it up again with new batteries and we'll finish up. And I'll edit it together so people listening won't know the difference. Go. Yep. Uh, well, I guess we could uh, start wrapping it up too. I mean, we no. Have... Um, what do you got for a solo? Oh, solo issue number four uh, came out this week. Um, I truly like this book. I think it's a great fantasy book. Um, we're getting into the meaty storyline now. Um, I remember when this first started. It was kind of like uh, we were questioning on what the hell was going on. Right. And issue number two didn't answer any questions. Issue number three started to answer some. Issue number four has answered some big questions on why the hell this lady is a tiger, yeah. what the hell this world is, what the hell's going on. So I'm truly seeing the potential in this book with issue number four. Isola, check it out. Uh, I hate, you know, I don't want to give attention to another comic book podcast, but um, <laughs> iFanboy just yeah. did a, they had it on their show too. Mm-hmm. And not number four, I think it was last month's number three. Sure. Uh, and, yeah, they loved it too, which is crazy because they only talk about mostly Marvel and DC. Once in a while, they'll oh, right. jump to an image book, wow. you know. But I think it's great. Um, it's a just fabulous world building. The art is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and uh, since issue one, number one, you know, when this came out, I, I was hooked. That. Yeah, you out. were. Yeah, definitely. I, and there was just something about it. I yeah. Was like, you know, there's just something about this book. Yeah. I gotta read. I gotta know. You know. And uh, now I'm getting the payoff. It's really awesome. Sucks that it took four issues, but I, I was in, in, you know, I was all in since issue one. Yeah, I think in issue one, my problem is it was just too much of a slow burn. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind at all shelling out the 15, 20 bucks for the, for the first trade. And well, it's going to be an image trade, so it'll be 10. Okay, even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, you know, getting a better chunk of it as opposed to just the first issue. Uh, I think it will definitely read better in trade for you. Especially at 10 bucks uh, for the first one. I, as long as it goes to a volume two. If it's not a volume two, yeah, you'll probably pay fifteen, seventeen. Right. If it's just one, one. If it's a six issue, then, mm-hmm. then yeah. But there's so much story to be told. I don't think this is going to wrap up in two more issues. No. Which I'm happy about. Yeah. If it's but an ongoing, I think that's cool. Or it's at least maybe even a little bit longer sick of a. Book, um, bro. Yeah. Um, uh, so we got two Robert Kirkman books. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's do uh, Oblivion Song first. Yeah, and then we can kind of get to the other one because the other one is a complete surprise. Yeah. to everyone. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so Oblivion song, Robert Kirkman, Lorenzo Di Felice. Yes. Um, I love this issue because we finally get to see Nathan um, meet his brother Ed. Meet and confront. Or not meet, I mean meet again. Yeah, uh, meet, meet, confront, and like re- a lot of things. Ten years ago, Ed was taken with the group in when um, basically two dimensions crossed paths. And, you know, how many millions of people were sucked into the oblivion? A lot of emotion in this book. Yeah. So Nathan finds him and Ed's going, you know, they're like, he's the guy who's been taking our people. And he says, Nathan's, I'm not taking him, I'm saving them. Saving them. And they're looking at him like he's crazy. And Ed goes, saving them from what? You know? Yeah. And we like it here. Yeah. This is our lives. Yeah. You know, um, they've got a nice community in the middle of this weird forest thing. Um, I think it really opened Nathan's eyes to, you know, his whole objective now is met. He wanted to find his brother. He's been doing this um, under the guise that he wants to save everybody. But now that he knows his brother is there, he's safe, he's alive and he wants to stay there, why would Nathan keep going? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and it really kind of, here's, you know, there's that, that beauty of Robert Kirkman that we always talk about is telling that human tale inside the fantastic tale. Mm-hmm. And that is the human element. You know, what What if you were given an opportunity to start over? Yeah, would you want to do it in a land of monsters? Right, but think about, you know, we don't know a whole lot about Ed because... Yeah. Yeah, but the through the conversations that him and Nathan have, Ed was not a good brother. He was a shitty brother. Yeah, he had probably done some things that are unforgivable back in Earth. Kind of sounded like it. Has a criminal record. Yeah, I mean, so in this new place though, none of that exists. Nobody knows about it, and people look to him as the leader. Yeah. So he is a king, a hero, somebody that people look up to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why would he give that up and go back to? Working a fucking desk job. Yeah, and they kind of said, you know, a little bit in that direction when Ed and Nathan were getting back to... Yeah, I mean, look at what he's built. Yeah. He he is a pinnacle of the society yeah. that is built there. He is the king, and quote-unquote, they don't really, you know, say he's the king, but people look to him. He, oh, yeah. He's the savior. Ed, Ed calls the shots. He's the hero. Yeah. In this world, he gets to be a hero. In in Earth, he gets to be dipshit number three. Yep. Who wants to be that? No, exactly. And, um, you know, they meet each other, Ed and Nathan, give each other a hug. But after that, it's, they're a little standoffish, with their, you know, mm-hmm. with each other because Nathan's like, come on, you know, I'll take you home. And he's like, what the fuck? I don't, don't want to go. go I don't want to go anywhere, you know. That place uh, wasn't home for him. Yep. Um he feels like it's made them better people. And he even says, I'm different now. This place has changed me. It's changed all of us. You know, it's they're better people. Yeah. Um, they work together to survive rather than, um, I mean, it's a, it's a really great uh, point at the society of our own world, mm-hmm. you know, Earth. In this oblivion, people work together to survive and everyone works together to, towards the common goal of seeing tomorrow. In Earth, people don't give two shits about who you are. It's nope. all about themselves. So no, because we have... It's a really great... Well, because we have too many people. And right. so, you know, six billion people on the planet... You mean nothing. <laughs> uh, in the grand scheme of it all, no. Right. You know, but here... From the perspective of others. 
Yeah, from the perspective of others, right. I don't mean right. you don't matter. I yeah, just mean exactly. us as individuals, you know, our influence is going to be so small on the grand scale of things for most of us. In, ter- and in terms of the timeline. And, yeah. this, and in this world, I mean us as people, like right now, you know. Yep. But then if we were to go into this world where there's maybe a few hundred people. Your impact is everything. Like yeah. What you do with your time here. A lot of them have. everything. You know, a lot of people died. A lot of, some of them were taken back to our world by Nathan. Um, and so now we've got this community of... Um, Like-minded ten, people? It's a 10-year-old, um, well, you know, sure. commune, basically. Yeah. And they're led by Ed, and they've got it down to a science how to kill these creatures because uh, they get them down in a second uh, yeah. when there's a creature attack above their... Call them creatures because they look like bats. They're as big as dragons. I don't know what they are. They're creatures. I mean, yeah. there's no real ni- name for them. They're kind of amalgamations of different things. Yep. They're very reptilian, but they're also not. They're kind of formless and non-formless all at the same time. Yeah. And they're just kind of, kind of like the movie Evolution with uh, David Duchovny. Yeah. <laughs> they're just kind of these weird evolved things. Yep. Know, uh, part of this weird evolved world. Right. Um. So. Back on Earth, the government is sick of Nathan's um, experiments. They've wanted him to stop for a long time, crossing over. Um, And so they're finally cracking down on his lab and find out that he's got a storage. um, Like a private lab that he works from by himself. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out what it is. The government thinks it's a bomb. Yep. So they get in there, and it looks like a... To me, like a uh, computer with the housing case taken off. Right. And, you know, it could be a bomb. I don't know. Well, nobody knows what it is. We don't know what it is. As readers, Nathan's never talked about it. We've seen seen, uh, excerpts and panels of him just working on it. Yeah. But no one's ever talked about it. No. Nathan's never talked about it. Other characters have never talked about it. So we don't know what this is. Uh Uh-uh. We don't know what this is. I don't think it's a bomb, though. I don't think it's a bomb either. I think it's going to be some sort of emitter to... For people to find their way home? No, I think it's going to be an emitter. So once he's done taking people, yeah, no one can ever cross back over again. Oh, I was thinking some kind of transmitter where they were like they'd be able to pick up on his signal from other dimensions if they wanted to come home. You know, like as a as a lighthouse, like sure. here, yeah. come home. Because let's let's hope it's not like a. Stargate kind of thing where he can like open up, you know, like yeah. the doorway. I feel that's 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 been done. And well, not only has that been done, but Nathan, the character and how he's written, he's not stupid. Like he's not stupid enough to open up a doorway to oblivion and let monsters into. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like why would he do that? that would he's be been going through his personal portal that he can create. Yeah, you know? that would be dumb as fuck to do that. To yeah. Like open up a doorway to this place, like that would be dumb. Yeah. You just you just be asking for trouble. Exactly. So. Hopefully it's not that because again it just kind of ends on that like yeah. the government's like so Nathan's making a bomb and then boom, dun, 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 dun. it's over yeah so uh, hopefully it's not that way because the way the the Nathan character is written is just he's not that stupid and uh, if it turns out that way I might be done with the book though if that happens because I'd be like that's fucking stupid this guy who's so scientific and is so smart would never do that yeah that but would be so dumb really. He's- You'd give up on the book. I, th- I, would, I would have more faith in Robert Kirkman's writing, and so I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think so either. But if it turned out that way, that's fucking dumb. Like, it's, it'd be hard. It would be hard for you to it, keep going. My my suspension of disbelief would be totally shattered. 
Yeah. A character of that magnitude, because I, I respect that character in terms of like the way he's written and the way Robert Kirkman writes him, yeah. and how scientific minded he is, and how smart he is, and his decision making. So yeah, again, we're all, it's all speculation right now. Right. I'm just saying, if it were to be like, yeah, opened up this portal, man, people can just walk through freely whenever they want. They can go back, they can go there, they can come here. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay, so remember when Oblivion song came out? You know, people were like, "Oh, Robert Kirkman number one," yep. and you're and you're like, "It's not that big of a deal." They made millions, millions of them. Yeah, and so, but now, Wednesday, three days ago, they had a secret release of a new Robert Kirkman title uh-huh. called "Die, Die, Die." Yeah, and a complete surprise to everyone who yeah. was not close to this circle. Yeah. Um, Amazing that they kept this secret under wraps in an internet age where things get right. so easily. I didn't hear a word about it, and then uh, first yeah. I heard of it was that morning. Yeah, um, not that I know everything about the comic industry. Like I know all the news. No, no, I. You think? I stay imp- plugged in. It's impressive to. It's impressive that they got away with it up until the release. Yeah, people didn't know about it until like two days prior. Okay. Because, like, the Monday is usually when comic shops re- receive books or Monday Yeah, or so things started leaking, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, that's that's a hell of a job to keep a book secret that long. Yeah, it wasn't even on um, Diamond's distribution list or... It was on nothing. Nothing. Because it was it didn't have a code under Die, Die, Die. It, it, the code and, and um, what it said on invoices was yeah. retailer thank you. Yeah. It didn't say anything about Robert Kirkman. didn't say anything about Die, Die, Die. Didn't give any information. So, so you got as a retailer a bunch of books and fifteen books. Yeah, as for free. And um, are they only releasing that small number to stores? No, they were. Uh, we were able to reorder and get some more. That's so crazy. We just had to decipher the secret code on how to figure it out and reorder more. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they made it. So if you want them, you have to. Kind of just. You have to show out. us that you want it. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's just a cool idea. Like. Some people were kind of backlashing against it that retailers got them for free and it was a surprise thing. But I thought it was just really cool. I thought it was just like a, a really great thank you to um, comic fans. Not only retailers, but yeah, comic fans in general. And uh, Robert Kirkman is just, uh, he just consistently surprises people, and especially myself. You know, How do you think he's got the time? He's right. This will be a th- probably the third. He just ended um, Invincible. So now yeah. he's on three titles again. Yep. And he's still, you know, um, I'm looking right now, chairman um, at Skybound and oh, yeah. then uh, at Image, chief operating officer. Um, so there's, you know, some duties that go along with that, but I, I just don't see how he has the time to write three big titles right now. I think there's some ghostwriting going on over at Walking Dead. So Do you? Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. I mean, come on. Dude makes so much money. Would you turn like, would you turn down like 10000 a month to be like, hey, man? I got the overall idea for Walking Dead, yeah. but why don't you just take over and just run everything through me? And we'll just, you know, well, you may have written it. I'm going to approve it. You won't get credit for it, but, but I'll pay you. Yeah, but you'll get some good money. Yeah. Yeah, um, I could see that. How, I don't how know. Do you say no to that? I don't know, but I don't know Robert Kirkman personally. But I've seen interviews with him, and he just doesn't have that kind of vibe to him. No. He seems like a really down to earth. I'm going to do it myself kind of guy. Absolutely, but that doesn't mean. You know, that doesn't mean he has no he he doesn't axe things. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like the right the 
Uh, again, all speculation. I'm not saying that Robert Kirkman has a ghostwriter. So yeah, yeah, we <laughs> don't know. We don't well, know. What if in the you know in the pipeline people just come up with ideas and then they he sees it and he goes no 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 like this is uh, you need to be like here is where I want the character to go so just fill in the gaps sure come back yeah and then he would, okay that looks good I like that let's go with that yeah you know I mean could but be still technically he has the it's not a writing credit but it's a makes the decisions yeah. you know the, yeah he's the yes or no guy honestly. well it's in the comic books that he wrote it it's in the each book that he was the writer i mean originally he was the <laughs> 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 uh, just saying you I, think you, just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to be just filtering what people use yeah that's true I so think, yeah, this I think there's a lot of truth this there. book is really cool because um, this book was awesome again die 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 is what it's called yeah so the um, you don't find this out to the middle of the book. So spoiler, but um, the end a, of the book really you kind of figure out the whole thing. Yeah, um, this government lady, um, she's involved in a God. How do I explain it? Like a the cabal overall, within the government. The overall idea is there is a cabal of people that make things happen when they need to happen. Yeah, it's you like you are a bad person doing bad things and causing the world to stop turning the way it should, you will be assassinated. I think... Things happen... They make things happen the way they want them to happen. Uh, I think, you know, if you think in terms of something that's popular um, with um, the Born Identity, yeah, right? That group was similar to what we're talking about, where yeah. they work for the government and they take care of assassinations that need to happen. Right. Um, so she um, needed something done... And so the least amount of people got hurt. She was trying to influence the way things happened, but then her agent was killed. He was His nose was cut off. Well, I guess he's he not was, dead, but... He was stopped before he could uh, fulfill his contract. Yeah. And the contract was to assassinate a politician, but the politician is in a high place, so she's trying to... The book sets it up beautifully. Yes. You know, it kind of, I can't explain it like the book did, but... Right. It sets it up in a sequence of panels of, like, what ifs. Okay, so I can assassinate this guy, yes. But if I assassinate him, he becomes a martyr. If I don't... If I expose him, then people vilify him and all of, all the good things he was doing crumble. Yeah. So I need to figure out a way to stage his assassination and expose him, but also keep all the good things that he did... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the way it's kind of explained. He needs to go, but, you know. He needs to go, but the good things he ha he's done needs to stay. But we need to basically vilify him, but also purify and preserve the things that he did uh, that were good for society. So it, it was a really big, like, catch-22 for, you know, she's trying to figure out a perfect way to assassinate this guy, uh, but not cause more chaos than needs to be caused. Yeah, she thought she had the perfect plan of basically to get the dominoes to fall in the right way. Yeah. And it turns out that mm, not so much. Somebody got her man um, yeah. and cut his nose off and sent it back to her. Sent it to her. Yeah, that was gross. Crazy. And then this farmer, when they when they did it, this goat farmer uh, happened, or sheep farmer, I don't know what it is. Just, yeah. some, just some random guy. Uh, sheep. Side. I'm looking at sheep. Uh, he happened to see this go down, and he's staring at these guys that did this and they said what you ain't never seen a bloke's nose cut clean off his face before yeah i love it he's holding up the nose yeah the real highlight of this book i mean we could talk about the idea and the structure and the, and the story uh all we want but the real highlight of this book is scott gimple and kirkman's writing uh, 
Nathan Fairbairn uh, does the art and he's so detailed and meticulous with his art which is awesome too but the wit and the script and the way that characters talk in this book is razor sharp like it's it's so good like I felt as a reader I didn't feel like I was reading this book I was being like drug along through a Quentin Tarantino-esque uh, uh, style conversation I kind of think of the movie Memento a little bit too a little bit um, you know obviously not where we're going back and memories coming back to him but um, you know, all just the just in the way it's to, you know told. Well, with all, this. all the action in this book. I mean, yes, there's some action like right in the beginning. Yeah. But then there's no action after this. It's all all the action is in the dialogue. Yeah, and the yeah the first scene, uh, the first bit of the book is the action that that's happening. First three pages. There's basically action. basically it's happening a little bit ago. Yeah. In current time, we have the lady who set it up, feeling total regret because this guy got hurt. And um, she's doing her drugs and then thinking to herself, well, I had to set it up this way because, and then she was kind of basically trying to th- think, how can I make myself feel less bad about this, you know? Sorry, I'm checking our little thingy. Oh, we, well, the lights are still on our, in our as recorder. As the lights are on, we're So good, right? we're, if I see the bat- light turn out, I'll put a new battery in. Okay, good deal. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the whole the whole secret of this book is the writing. It's brilliant beyond words. And as a reader, I was so just happy with the way it was written because it, it just flowed beautifully like poetry. Right. It's vulgar. It's grotesque. It's it, hilarious. It's very gory. But um, man, this book was fucking hilarious. Well, comic book gory, I guess you know. Yeah, it's comic book gore. I mean, whatever. But it, it didn't. It, it was never shocking to me. Like it, the book is called Die Die Die. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh. Kudos to them for keeping this secret and launching it. Yeah. And uh, I'm so excited for this book to uh, continue. I think it's going to have a huge cult following. And, um, man, fucking awesome. Die, die, die. It's really great. I love it in the um, Robert Kirkman wrote a letter in here mm-hmm. um, at the end. And he goes, there's something magical about going into a comic shop. Did you read this uh, no. letter? I'll just read you the first uh, paragraph because this kind of encapsulates why that he did what he did with yeah. the release of this thing. Uh, he says, for me, the heyday of this uh, magic was in the early 90s. And I agree. When I was 13 years old, I was in the early 90s. depends what year. I was born in 81. So, you know, early 90s, I was 10 to 13 years old. Um, back then, you didn't know what was coming out months in advance. There were ads in comics, sure. But when you walked into a comic shop and looked at the new comic rack, it was full of something that I think modern comics is very much missing or lacking surprise mm-hmm. so um i could read the whole letter but it's long but yeah. i guess that's my I, I love about this is that he went to lengths to make sure this was a surprise yeah and it was huge like like i didn't do nothing about it uh if you can find it it's 3.99 uh cover price i don't it might be going for more actually it is going for more it's going for more you can 10 to 20 bucks i saw for this one um if you buy the whole set because there was a set, there was 10 covers mm-hmm. Um, so if you get yourself a set, it's going maybe about seventy to eighty dollars right now online yeah. for all ten. But there's going to be a lot of retailers that appreciate this book and want to sell it and get it in people's hands. So try your local comic shop. This should be three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not, hold out. Yeah. You know, you can find some uh, places on eBay that are selling them at three ninety nine. You just don't get to pick your cover. Yeah. You're just doing a random grab. Sure. And it's cover price. Yeah. So. Uh, I know our local shop in town. Um, we'll get, we'll be getting more like twenty, like 
15 or 20 more. So and random covers, or do you know again, that you're just getting... random. It, yeah. I don't, there wasn't, like, an option to order specific ones. There weren't? So, okay. Yep. I don't even know what cover this one is. Are they even labeled or numbered? Um, no, the only thing that's different is just the uh, word bubbles. Oh, really? But it's the same... Yeah, same art. Same art, just, just the word bubbles? bubbles. Are different. Because, like, mine says, the guy on the left says, mission accomplished. And the other guy says, I'd say so. Oh, mine says, ugh, these guys bled all over the place. The other guy says, how rude of them. Yep. Uh, so that's cool. I didn't know it was just that little. That's all it is. So, that's crazy. And there's one that's just completely no word word balloons. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, the, we didn't we didn't get to the end of this book and what, what the cool idea is. But the government assassin who was uh, tasked to complete this uh, politician's work who got his nose cut off and captured, they need to find him. Mm-hmm. And through her government ties, she figured out he's going to be auctioned to be sold to the highest bidder. Yeah. So they need to find somebody who can help get him in, a, in 72 hours. And turns out this guy's got two twin brothers who are do the exact same thing but are not government regulated. Yeah. Kind yep. of out on their, on their own. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's where the book ends. It turns out that... Uh, and then, and then I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but one of the brothers was hired to find his brother, right? No, they've got that... that or what, uh, what that am I missing foul, That foul-mouthed, blonde-haired guy who's like... Oh, yep. But... Um, oh. oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, do, uh, they do hire the one brother, yes. And then the other brother is in hiding. Yeah. So they, then he's like, you know, they, they, ask, they tell the guy, your brother's in trouble. And he's like, yeah. which one? I know. <laughs> They're on a helicopter. They land in some guy's uh, yard for this log cabin. Uh, the guy comes out of the woods, and it is the nose cut off guy's brother. And he's like, how'd you find me? You know? Yep. And so they want him to come come back in and help his brother. So, yeah. And then And then there is another scene of the third brother um gearing up and i don't know he's like a task force agent too, so. yeah how did yeah. they recruit him or is he on his own he's the blonde haired guys man okay because he called he made a call yeah so they know that these are his brothers i'm assuming yeah. so let's get his brothers involved and yep. find him yeah okay so it should be really really cool and it sets up a lot of great <clears throat> stories uh, or a lot of great uh, potential and then what I really like about that and how they've kind of wrapped that up with them being brothers is that's just a cool concept. It's just a, it harkens back to some uh, some older kind of 80s style action films. Yeah. Uh, also with like a little bit of kung fu and uh, yep. uh, the martial arts films. Yeah. And uh, this could be really cool. And, and I think it's going to be great. So yeah. First issue was a, a blast. So I loved it. You know. Good surprise. We Parker. always talk about whether first issues do their job of introducing us to their world. This one, and then yes. two making us care about the characters. Excuse me, this one? Fuck yes. Like, wow, this was an amazing book. Um, so I, th I always feel like by the end of issue one, there needs to be a reason why we like this. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times we find, like, didn't grab me. There's no hook or the characters are um, not relatable or whatever it is. And I think this book, um, you know, right off the bat, when you see the main guy, you're like, this must be our main uh, protagonist because, yeah, whatever. And then right away, he it's obvious he's not the hero. Great. He just had his nose fucking cut off. Well, That's yeah, gross. And, and that was surprising, too. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, because it took us in a different direction. We were like, oh, we're going to follow this guy's exploits. And then immediately, nope. Yep. Now we're going to, this is where the real story picks up. Why did that happen to him? Yeah. Uh, and it was very cool. 
Yeah, it's going to be awesome, man. Uh, great job on Robert Kirkman's end and all the creators with it. Uh, Scott Gimple and Chris Berman and Nathan Fairbairn. Yeah. Uh, I, fabulous he, job on all their parts. I don't know uh, what the other guys do, but as a collective... Gimple's they, a writer, and um, Berman and Fairbairn are, right, are artists. Okay. Well, um, they've attempt, assembled a great team because yes. I didn't have any problem with any of the book. The only, the only issue I had was just now remembering because i read this like two days ago yeah uh is remembering like where how the other brothers were brought into the fold kind of thing right uh amazing book though track it down uh your local retailers are going to be getting it if they if they were smart enough to figure out the secret codes yeah <laughs> it's a reorder but uh yeah you should be able to track it down locally and if not get it uh get it online but um once i think the this whole surprise thing, you know, the explosion of the surprise book gets over. I think they'll do reprints and plenty of that stuff. It'll become more massively available. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, another image-heavy week. Yeah. But, honestly, that's just because they're putting out the most stuff. Well, that, and they're putting out some of the best stuff. Yeah, and it's nothing nothing to do with the other, like, we're just, we are not trying to just have an image podcast. Um, we're just picking these comics to read because they were for us the best of the week well, and most of them just happen to be on image you know it's what we read you know it, 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 it strikes home for us that's what we want yeah these are independent books and they're the number one home for independent books yeah exactly which is funny because I don't know if I call image independent anymore um, because they are big enough now money wise as a company can they really be considered an independent well I guess so if they're still um, they, they they put out the non-household name books. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They're the they're the launching pad for a lot of stuff. But I think, um, you know, Spawn helped get it to that point, and then now Walking Dead yeah. is um, putting it into the stratosphere where, you know, in 15 years they're going to be the new DC or Marvel. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not about the image tagline. It's it's more about the uh, content, the really. Content and the the titles themselves. Yeah. The intellectual properties that they put out. Yeah, yeah. With books like Analog. Yeah. Speaking of which, when's that new one coming out? Mm-hmm. That, gonna that's good. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a movie of that already, so. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm down. Anyway, uh, that was a long episode. Let's see. Exhaustive, man. We are at an hour and 15 minutes. Perfect. Um, so I'm glad our battery lasted on the digital recorder. Yeah, now that you uh, said something. Back, uh, what we did, what sucks the battery is these external mics that I have us on. Because I have us on, you know, professional microphones as opposed to just the built-in microphone. We're fucking pros now, dude. Uh, Yeah, I've been, yeah. I've invested some time in putting it together. (laughs) It's like, uh, yeah, I'm patting myself in the back. (laughs) Some time and effort went into, uh, you know, getting us technology-wise. Because all of this, when I was thinking about doing a podcast... I knew nothing about it. I just knew I liked podcasts. And so the this whole thing is about learning how to record in an open environment. Right now we're in a large room. Very large. Um, luckily, there, luckily there's um, a lot of things in here to help balance the sound a little bit so it's not just, you oh, know. it'd be echoey. Echoey. Um, so, you know, dealing with that and just trying to get the best sound quality, because when we started, you can go back to issue or issue episode one, two, three. You know, we went from using USB mic straight into a laptop to now we're using professional microphones into a digital recorder. So, um, yeah, we're getting there. 
Got a sponsor coming up, I think. Yeah, we just got to work out the uh, kinks. The deets. We, yeah, we'll tweet the deets. Yeah, it'll be our first... Uh, uh, first official sponsor. First official sponsor. That means... Uh, if you'd like to sponsor us, you can contact Tyler. <laughs> yes. Uh, jump on our Facebook page, Smash and Grab Comics. Um, same thing with Instagram. Our Twitter is at Grab Comics. And, guys, is there anything? Our website, www. The triple W's. The triple dubs. Yeah. Smashinggrabcomics.com. And that's smash, the letter N, grabcomics.com. Smashing. Smashing Grab Comics. Um, yeah, other than that, anything else, John? No, nah, man. I think that's going to take us out. We had a great week. Let's, a great show. Yeah, it was fun. So We had a lot of books to get to. We didn't really have time for the tangents because... No. Uh, well, we have still had some. Yeah. The, the spot where we, where we are recording was being used by another group of people right before us, yeah. and they were running late. And so... And we still got... I still got work to do once this is over, too. I got to move yeah, some shit around. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get out of here because yeah. we hit our goals, and uh, if we got less comics next week, it'll be more of the comedy. Absolutely. All right. We'll check you guys later. All right. Bye.